Hi, I'm Angie. I'm Lisa. And welcome to So You're Ready to Date. Welcome and let's dig into our very first episode and we are going to talk about what it looks like when you're getting ready to date. Which kind of feels like a loaded topic. (laughs) I was like, where do I even begin when I've decided to make the decision to leap into the dating pool. So I know that it can feel a little bit daunting. So hopefully we can give you some actionable steps so that you can start to start to date, right? (laughs) Start to start to date. The first point is getting ready to get ready to get ready. But I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been out on, well, maybe not everybody has, but we've all been to a point where you've wanted to date or you've been out on a date or you know, you go out on a date and you're ill prepared for what to do when it is the worst first date ever. <laughs> I know I, I've had a couple of really bad first dates. I don't know, Lisa, have you had any bad first dates? None yet that I would necessarily qualify as bad. Some that were interesting. We'll go with that route. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting is better than bad. Right. <laughs> Usually, yes. <laughs> but you know, we've we've both been there getting prepared to date and it can be a scary thing. Where do you even start and what do you even do? So today I think kind of one of the things we really want to talk about is diving into maybe online dating too. So we'll be talking about that a little bit. We'll be talking about the do's and don'ts, how to kind of prepare yourself for that world, because that's a whole different world too. And yeah just kind of going through some of those steps and maybe even if we have time talk about some organic ways that you can meet people if you're not quite ready to dive into the online dating realm because sometimes that can just be overwhelming very much so yes <laughs> yeah. so I know when I uncoupled and after my ex and I separated and I was getting ready to go into the online dating world or I was getting ready to I don't even know that I was really looking to date I was looking to make friends and it was suggested to me to dive into the online dating world for that reason and a couple of dating apps came up so I joined them and I tell you what there were some interesting experiences to be had on there with the way that people communicate when they're hidden behind a screen. Absolutely. Yes. There's a different kind of boldness sometimes when you have a little bit of that anonymity of you're not trying to say that thing to the person face to face. It's via a message. So yeah, I think it can give people this false sense of bravado in like, what's that? The word I'm like, it just makes you a little bit more forward than maybe you would be otherwise. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the different apps. There's so many different ones out there now, I guess, when you're getting ready for that online dating and you start to dive into that world. Uh, I know I started with a Google search and the apps came up and started digging into some of those. But Lisa, how did you come across some of the apps that you've used in the past? I think started with like word of mouth. Like I had a friend who tried that. So like I had a friend who met her now husband on Tinder. So that's how I kind of, I mean, I knew of Tinder because it was in the like pop culture and that was part of it. And then some of it has been, I think I saw an ad on TV for Hinge. I'm like, oh, well, that seems kind of a little bit different. And then 
like you said, there's so many out there. And to be quite honest, when you boil it all down, they're all basically the same. It's all basically just this sea of people trying to hopefully trying to put their best foot forward, but it's all just kind of like this virtual meat market. So it it all just really depends on if there's one in particular that really like catches your eye. Cause I think, you know, like Bumble is another one that I know people have had some success with. I've not tried that one yet, but yeah, there's plenty of them out there. And I think some of it is just taking a moment to figure out what am I looking for in an online dating platform? Some are a little bit more robust. Some are a little bit more bare bones. So it kind of just, and I, I think it depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking to hook up? Are you looking for something maybe short-term? Are you looking for a relationship and marriage? That is another thing to take into to consideration when you're looking at what the different apps have to offer. Right. Those are good questions to sit back and ask yourself. And then the other thing too, to kind of consider is whether or not you're ready to make an investment in an app, because some of them are free and quality might not be the same level as some that you pay for. But then there's some that you pay for too, that don't really give you great quality either. So really doing your research before you dive into any of those options, even if you are ready to invest. Well, and I think almost all of them have some sort of free version. It's just very limited as to what you get to do. And then they start to tease like, well, if you want to see who actually liked you, if you want to, you know, boost your profile so that more people are going to see you, then it's going to cost a little bit more. So I, that's again, where our, your research is going to come in. We're like, what is really important to you as you're looking through these things? And, you know, it's okay to like invest in just one. You can sign up for multiple ones, but maybe you're like, okay, this month I'm focusing on Tinder next month. It'll be match, you know, and give yourself maybe a chance to like try out the little advanced features on all of them, but don't think that you have to invest all of this money in a bunch of different apps at the get-go, because I think that's just a recipe for being frustrated, overwhelmed, and just wanting to throw in the towel on this whole process. And let's talk about, you know, we're we're talking about the online dating apps and the repetitiveness. Okay, so let's be prepared. What what are you going to expect when you start getting messages and you're meeting new people virtually the same way? I, I don't know if you guys or anybody listening is old enough to remember, and I really don't want to date myself, but you remember the Yahoo chat rooms way back in the beginning, way back, you know, you go into those Yahoo chat rooms and everything was AFL, age, sex, and location. You're kind of getting those same questions over and over and over again, those same types of just get to know you questions. And sometimes that can get old, right? For lack of a better term. So it's okay if it's not fun to walk away and give yourself a break, walk away and give yourself a break and be, be okay with that. And know that going in that you may or may not find the person that you're looking for right away, but oh my gosh, I had to take a break several times. Well, and I think it's important to note that just because it's fairly common to say, ask like, Hey, what do you do? Hey, where do you live? That got boring to me. So I started challenging myself to find better questions. Like right now, my like question du jour is like, what's your favorite summer activity? When you get outside, what do you like to do? I've asked people like really bizarre ones, like is cereal soup is, um, are you a night, uh, night owl or an early bird? So 
don't feel like you have to be boxed in by like these quote unquote traditional questions. There was a thing going around on TikTok a while ago where, you know, people were asking, what's your most controversial opinion? Sometimes that can kind of weed people out if that's kind of what you're looking to do. Feel free to kind of mix things up. Nobody says it has to be these like, all right, what do you do? What do you make? What all of these, like, what's your favorite hobby? No, get fun. You know, what's your favorite movie quote? Do you have your a favorite dad joke? Hinge has some amazing prompts that I feel like really helps you get to know people. But some of it has to be you and being like, I want to know different things about this person. I don't need to know these basics maybe right off of the bat. We can get to all of that stuff, but I want to see if they have a sense of humor. I want to see if they're a little bit playful. Let their personality and your personality start to come out in these questions that you ask. And it's okay to have a list. It Absolutely. is okay to make a list and be prepared. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things, even if you're meeting somebody in person and you're looking to meet people organically versus online, I find that having a list that I have that I can pull out of my back pocket helps with that small talk that nobody likes to have, <laughs> but it, it forms authentic uh, conversations because you have something unusual and different that can lead into a conversation. If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, I like to kayak, or I ask them what their favorite summer activity is, and they say that they like to kayak, then all of a sudden I can have a conversation. Where do you go around here? What do you do? And it leads into a whole nother conversation rather than asking somebody what they do for work and kind of leaving it at that, especially if they do something that requires no further explanation. Well, and Kind of like you said, it when I started to ask a little bit more, for lack of a better word, oddball questions, it felt like the conversations flowed a little bit better. It wasn't, I wasn't getting as many one word answers back. I was getting people who were like giving me like really interesting answers. And then a lot of times all I ask is you say, well, what's your favorite? That's really how we can kind of keep this conversation going is that by asking questions that kind of dig a little bit deeper and it, it kind of hopefully helps stem that tide of like, yes, no, maybe, I don't know, that we can kind of actually start to have a conversation as opposed to it feeling like an interview. I can't tell you how many times I've matched with somebody and it literally felt like I was interviewing this person because all I was getting back was just like the barest minimum of answers. I'm like, okay, I guess they're not interested in getting to know me because I'm asking all the questions. And then it starts to, from the get-go, feel very lopsided where it's like, I feel like I'm putting in all this effort. I'm not getting anything back. And if this is just us in the beginning, this feels like it doesn't bode well for anything future. <laughs> yes, that, that too, that very, very much that too. And that can go to any online relationship that you have. It doesn't necessarily even necessarily have to stick within the dating apps, but that that's always something to kind of be on the lookout for one of those red flags. Because we're past the point where you don't know how to text. You don't know how to have a conversation via messaging because we all have phones. <laughs> we all have this capability. So you don't get to use that excuse anymore. It should be, you know, I'm on this app because hopefully I want to get to know people. So it's an equal exchange of asking questions. Yes. Which actually kind of leads me into realizing that we skipped over a very important part about setting up your profile on a dating app. I know we were talking the other day, do you remember when we were talking and you were talking about people who 
just put memes up as their profile picture. Yes. I've seen several like that. I also saw a couple where they put like, I'm sure they pulled it off the internet crowd photos, circled like a blob in the crowd and just put an arrow that said me. I'm like, then there was the guy who put a whole bunch of photos on there and said in the bio, none of the pictures are me. But I'm looking to me, I'm like, how are you looking to meet anybody? But you put pictures of people who aren't you. So <laughs> this bio is your intro This to who your potential dates are going to be. This is really your chance to put your best foot forward. So first tip, make sure you, you are using photos of yourself. Current photos of yourself. I think anything in the oh, last two point. years <laughs> is probably acceptable. If you've gone past two years, then no, no high school photos out there. Try, hopefully people have enough friends out there that they can take a good picture of you. Nothing against the like bathroom mirror selfie, but really $20 will buy you a tripod. There are, I think there are some ways if you want to take this seriously and you really want to have good success, then you need to put out photos that are just you, that show you that when you're out doing something you love, have a friend snap a picture of you when you're playing basketball or if you're out fishing or, you know, whatever it is that you enjoy doing so that it shows a well-rounded picture of who you are, what you like to do. Because honestly, I base a lot of my decisions on the kind of pictures that I see. I'm like, do it looks like they have fun? Do it looks like they'd like to do a few things? And are they not all just like random bathroom selfies? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, okay, so one bathroom selfie might not be the end of the world. If you've got four or five other pictures where you're out actually doing something, that's my favorite thing is looking through the pictures and really seeing somebody in their element. What, what do their eyes look like? What does their smile look like with teeth? Smile with teeth, please. I don't know. Maybe that's a personal thing, but smile with teeth. And what do your eyes look like when you're out doing the things that you enjoy? Can you, does that really come through that it's something that you enjoy doing? Are you having a good time? Are you loving life? I don't know about you, but I like to have fun. So I'm looking for people who look like they're actually having fun and enjoying what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, feel. it feels like a fairly good predictor that they're going to be an enjoyable person to be around. And that's really ultimately what you kind of want is somebody who is fun to be around. Right. I hmm, don't know why anybody would want that. But yes. Yes. So that's number one on the dating site. Um, the other thing is talking about your description. That is probably the next biggest thing, right? You're going to go read that description. And what really turns me off and sends me running in the other description direction is when people put in their profile or their description what they don't want. Yes, 100%. To me, that just screams, I've got more work to do on myself because here are all the things that I, it's fine to have a don't do and don't list. But I don't think the don't list is something that you publicize. I think that is very much something for you as you're getting to know people and dating people, seeing for red flags, checking to see if they're like a match and alignment with you. But I want to know what you enjoy doing. What are you looking for? The people who say, hey, I'm looking for an adventurous partner to go hiking with me, or I enjoy doing so-and-so. I want somebody to play games with me or whatever your activity of choice might be. But this is your elevator pitch. This is you selling you on me on you. So I want to, I want to know what you're about. Right. Life philosophies are a good thing, but 
going into what you don't want or how horrible your past relationship was, don't talk about your past relationship on a dating site. Just no, there is no situation where that's an acceptable thing to do. Or the number of people who have like, well, I'm not going to fill this out now. Well, then why are we doing this? Because that is like 90% of what people are looking for. I saw one the other day where it's like, yeah, I probably swipe by on you on accident. I just get swiping really fast. I'm like, please don't say that either. (laughs) (laughs) Because now it seems like you're not really, I mean, you don't have to like scour every single thing. You can make gut decisions, but don't just swipe on everything that pops up either. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, so make sure you you put some thought into it and it's okay if you have to take it offline, think about it, write it out. And it's okay if you have a friend help you write it. I, I know sometimes it can be hard for us as much as we would like it to be easy. It can be hard for us as humans to say positive things about ourselves or to say nice things about ourselves, but we all have wonderful traits. We are all wonderful human beings and we all have good things that we should be talking about. And so take some time to really think about those and think about the things that you really like about yourself and your personality and write that out. And if you need to have a friend help you, have a friend help you. I think that's a great suggestion. Sometimes, you know, like if you feel like you've got writer's block when it comes to that, then just being say, hey, I need like two sentences about myself for my dating profile. Can somebody, can you help me start to craft that? Because you're right. I think we have those like blinders on where we're like, I don't want to necessarily brag about myself like that, but, or even knowing where to start. How do I even start talking about this topic so that somebody wants to get to know me a little bit more? But be honest Mm -hmm. Uh, and not, again, say all the nice things about yourself, but be honest, be honest with what you're looking for in a relationship or what you're looking for on the dating site, where you're going with it. You know, and it doesn't mean that things can't change. It doesn't mean that once you meet somebody, your intention can't change. You might be looking for friends and you meet somebody and decide that you're going to fall madly in love with them without even knowing it. (laughs) It happens, but be honest, at least up front with what you're looking for so that you are respecting everybody else's time and effort as well. I think like all of this, the communication aspect is probably the most important part of this whole thing is learning how to really communicate to other people what your boundaries are, what your wants and desires are. And I think before you start the process, a really good step is to sit down and get honest with yourself. What am I looking for? What am I, what are my green flags? What are my red flags? What are my non-negotiables? That makes the process so much easier because if you know, really, and again, they can change and they should change. But if you have like that basic kind of set of this is what I'm about, this is what I'm looking for. Then when you start to see those profiles, when you start to match with people, when you start to date, you can be like, you know, I went out on a couple of dates. I am not really feeling it. I mean, it's time to move on. And so I think that's how you get to be, make the process work better for you is when you're really clear on what your intentions are. I, I would agree with that 100% is the communication. It's the, it's the foundation of any solid relationship. Starting it at the beginning is super important. And one of the things, you know, like Google is free. So there is plenty of like text scripts out there. So if you're stuck on what to text people, I did that when I was, I'd gone on a couple of dates with, with a guy, I wasn't feeling it. And I it's rude as heck to just ghost people or to lead people on. So I found a text script. I sent it off to him and 
I mean, he was a cool guy to begin with, so it was fine. But I think those are the kind of ways that you start to build trust in yourself that you're an, an honest and uh, a person with integrity by communicating, hey, I'm not feeling it. I had a really great time meeting you, but um, I think we want different things or whatever situation you find yourself in. These are the grown-up conversations you have to start having if you're going to be in this online dating world or dating world in general. I think that's a really great point. One of the key principles is that in building relationships is to be the person you want to be in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So if something isn't going to work and instead of ghosting them, what would you prefer? Do you want somebody to ghost you or do you want somebody who is just going to text you and say, hey, thanks, I appreciate your time, but it's not going to work out. I would much rather clear is kind, honesty is kind, Mm -hmm. even if it sucks, even if it's somebody that I want to be with, I would rather have them show me the respect of saying "Mm, no thanks than just disappearing on me. Well, I think for me, it's been about the way to process how that ends. You're like, okay, so it just wasn't a match. And otherwise, I think when you get ghosted, there's this idea of like, I don't know what went wrong. Was it something I said? Was it something? It feels so ambiguous. And yes, maybe it wasn't that serious, but I think, like you said, clear is kind. And again, nobody's asking for like 50 million reasons. All you have to just say is like, I just don't think we're a right fit. I had a good time meeting you. Don't feel like you have to provide all of this proof and this evidence. You don't have to justify anything, but just communicating that it's not the right fit for you so that both people can move on. Absolutely. Which again, I think maybe we've, we've skipped ahead a little bit. So I want to back <laughs> up for one more second and let's, let's talk about that because we did move right into meeting people in person versus starting online. We're talking about the online dating. And I think both you and I have had success and kind of feel the same way. That there is no point in dragging out online conversations for a very long time mm-hmm. before you get together and meet somebody. If you're, if you're going to do that and you're really ready to date, it's respectful of your time and their time because chemistry, you could feel a lot of chemistry online and then yeah. meet in person and there could be absolutely nothing. So you know, timelines, everybody has their own timeline, do what's right for you, but also maybe set those expectations up with the other person, because some people don't want to talk for weeks or months before they meet online. And some people do. And so I think understanding what your expectation is and being able to articulate that to the person you're communicating with is important. Yes, I would hundred percent agree. Even if you're doing some sort of variation of the long distance, FaceTime or Zoom, I think can be an acceptable stand in if you can't get together in person. I think there's just something about, for me, it's about being able to see your facial expressions is it's why I hate talking on the phone, but why I love like video calls or why I love being in person, because there's some part of my brain that needs that visual cue to kind of gauge. All right. Are we interested? Are we not interested? How do I kind of, it just helps me and my communication that much more. And I think we get this false sense of an ideal if we keep it only on text, where it's really easy from the privacy of our screen to be maybe a little bit more bold or a little bit more romantic or whatever that case might be, that we aren't in person. And so I think it's easy to build up this relationship into something that maybe it's not when you're actually in face-to-face with somebody. Yes, I would agree with you 110%. I would agree with you on that. I think my rule is I don't text longer than a week. 
if we can't at some point in the week that we've started texting, find a time to meet, then more than likely we probably won't be doing more. I've never had a situation where we haven't been able to kind of meet up, but for that particular reason, I'm like, we're not dragging this out. I need to see, <laughs> Hey, are we doing this? Otherwise I've got other people in line. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, next and maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because we haven't really talked about it, but maybe next week we could talk about, you know, safety when meeting somebody in person for the first time, because there, there are some things, trust your gut, you know, there's, there's some things, but I think next week we could talk about safety and kind of moving from that online presence or that texting presence into maybe meeting in person. Yes. That, cause that is a topic that deserves a little bit deeper of a dive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But if you guys have any questions about online dating, setting up profiles, anything like that, that you would like for us to cover, we would love to hear them. Yes. So we have a Gmail account. It's so you're ready to date at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes. So in case you want to know exactly how to write everything out, but yes, feel free to email us there. We want to take any of your questions. If you've got stories that you want to share, maybe experiences that might help somebody else in their dating life, just anything and everything we're opening up the doors, give us all your good information. <laughs> yeah. We're so excited to start this and, and kind of bring our experience forward because we have both been through the dating experience and Ah, it, it's interesting to talk about it. So really excited to bring that to you and to give you a platform to share some of your experiences and bring your questions forward in a safe space as well. Absolutely. Yes. All right. And I think with that, um, again, shoot us an email, let us know what you thought, check out the, check out the show, like, and subscribe, follow us, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks everybody. <laughs>